So welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. This is the weekend edition, and today we're in front of a live studio audience. We're here at the Ottawa Real Estate Investors Organization, and I'm here with a special co-host tonight, Rich Danby. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And we're here with Mary Brunner. This is a very interesting story. One of the things that happens sometimes as real estate investors, as property owners, things don't turn out the way they're supposed to. Things don't turn out the way we planned. Rich, why don't you take us, why don't you set this up, take us through a little bit of what happened here. Sure. So there's a condo building here in Ottawa that had a special assessment. And essentially what happened without warning, the, all the people who owned a condo unit within the building were told that they have three years to produce $30,000 in addition to the $800 in condo fees that they're averaging right now. So that works out to about $1,600 a month over the next three years, which essentially is a major problem for a lot of people in the building. Uh, A lot of seniors live in this building and they're on a fixed income. And also there are investors here like Mary, who's joining us, who is also affected by this. So Mary, when did you first find out about this? Um, I found out in February. I know it was just a crazy one of those you wake up days and then everything goes kind of you know you, you need to write a book about that day and so that day uh you know this sort of neighbor came to me and said have you seen this and then uh it was like how are we gonna how what are we gonna do and that's that was the start of two months of intense intensity that i had to deal with to start with so we just got this information in the mail saying oh and by the way you know <laughs> No idea what it was about or why we had to pay it until, you know, the meetings that came up later and stuff like that. So what happened? What was the reason behind the special assessment? Was there deferred maintenance that needed to be dealt with? What Roofs that needed to be replaced? What happened? So as of last year, um, the condo was considered in excellent shape like we have two buildings that are adjacent to each other so the building i'm in was in almost even better shape than the one that uh, was adjacent to me so what happened was basically our reserve fund was designed to cover certain things so that's why we have a reserve fund but at the same time that reserve fund also covers regular maintenance fees like any other condo would so everything had been planned and foreseen a certain way for the past, I don't know, 40 years since the building had been in existence. And every three years there's a new board and, you know, they go through whatever, you know, law is required. And about, I think the boiler just failed, so they decided to go and get an engineering company and see what it would require. And then all of a sudden it was like, let's examine this, let's examine that. You know, the the May floods of last year didn't affect us but you have to remember that ottawa underneath is not solid ground everywhere so everyone was looking at how is the structure affected there were things that could not have been like like you couldn't have planned 15 years ahead of time so that was one aspect that sort of you know was happening and so they did this assessment and you know, none of us really knew what was going on. You know, the board does whatever they do. And then what happened was they started to realize that, you know, we have a fix as long as you can until you need to replace mentality. So they're looking at things going, if you don't replace this now, like you'll be in trouble, like your roof and things they could not have foreseen before, like entire piping needs to be replaced, you know, structure. There's a number of other things like elevators. So there's a lot of things that were all coming that, 
the reserve fund could not cover. And what happened was to make things more interesting, the government has legislation and they had a new condo act come out as of November last year, which basically if you are a new condo, it doesn't really affect you the same way as if you're an older building. And so this is like not just us. There's people in Toronto who have this. There's people elsewhere. Like we're just the ones who put it in the media, you know, but like in reality, it's not just us. It's not just a, a bad management decision. It's just the way things changed, engineers looking at things differently. So there's a number of different factors that sort of put us in this type of a corner. Thank you for that background. That's I know it's obviously a very difficult position for not just yourself, but all of the owners uh, in this complex. Rich, I know you've done a little bit of research on this mm-hmm. particular project. What did you uncover in terms of what this means in terms of valuation, in terms of Uh, Well, what have you uncovered? I know you did a bit of research. So first of all, the special assessment that happened on this building wasn't mandatory for anybody before 2001. That's when that first came out. So any buildings that existed prior to that, that is how this situation came about. And this is just one story of many that are going to be happening. There's going to be a lot more of this coming. So unfortunately for many of us here, it might be the first time that you're hearing about it but it is going to be a problem in the near future as these buildings that were built prior to 2001, even your building is what, 40 years old, roughly? 1975. Okay, so these problems are gonna continue to happen. Now, when it comes to values of these buildings, the unfortunate part is the value right now of the condos in your unit are about 160 for a two bedroom and around 200 for a three bedroom. The downside of this scenario, when you look at the numbers, is if you're getting an average rent of $1,300, right, between the two, it's twelve to $1,400 yeah, between the two bedroom and the four bedroom. So when you look at the numbers like that, if you're buying a property, if you're buying the two bedroom and you have rent of $1,200 and you subtract a mortgage payment, this is assuming you buy it for 160,000 roughly, the two bedroom. Uh, you have a $650 a month mortgage payment. So when you take that off your rent, you're left with $550 but you now have $800 condo fees. So you're at negative $250. Then when you subtract your, prop, when you subtract your property tax, you're now at negative $350. This does not even factor in the $30,000 assessment. So it's gonna be a difficult situation. And right now, my recommendation is to sell this property as quickly as you can, because I think a lot of people are waiting to see what happens. But when I was looking at the listings, there's not that many listings quite yet. And there's a lot of people are hoping that they're going to be able to capitalize on this Ottawa market. And as people kind of sit in fear, wondering what to do, I think if you're not in a position to refinance, then you need to sell as quickly as you can to be the first one out. Now, the unfortunate part is there's going to be, it's going to be a mix, but the seniors that are there, they're not really willing to take a loss at this point. They're going to do everything that they can to find the money even if that means potentially taking on a reverse mortgage in order to keep the units. So that's my advice to you is to try to get rid of it as quick as you can. And again, it comes down to how long you've owned the property for as well. In your case, I believe you've owned it since 2005. Is that right? Yes, I've lived there since 1998, but we've owned it since 2005. And it's complicated because everyone's in a little bit of a different situation. So you have people who you know own it and don't have any mortgage. You have people who... You know, I think there was four or five people who lost their spouse uh, right around the same time that this happened. 
there goes some of your income right there that you were counting on that now you got to deal with all that. There were people who are like, I, I'm, you know, I'm 75 and now I have to take out a line of credit. This is not what I was planning for. You know, I'm trying to retire. There's a lot of that happening. And so there's a lot of intense stress. And the thing that was interesting is that what, what bothered me the most is there's no creative solutions. Like people who are trying to sell are kind of cornered because nobody wants to pay the assessment. So now people are like, well, okay, I pay part of it. And you know, the buyer will pay part of it and sort of trying to find creative solutions to make sort of everybody happy. I think a lot of people, you know, do want to stay in their units if they can. Like there are some awesome 90 year old people who really don't really feel like moving anywhere else because they know people there for like 20, 30 years, right? So it's, it's a bit of a community and so it's a, it's a bit of a challenge, I think in that aspect. In terms, like I think I saw eight units when I checked MLS recently. It's, it's just interesting. A lot of people put in renovations, you know, the, the, nobody saw this as I plan to leave tomorrow kind of thing. And so you have a, a two month window, like we had to start making these payments last month. So um, you had two months to sort of figure it out, you know, okay, great, get a buyer, compete with six neighbors or eight neighbors or whatever, and then, you know, find a property or anywhere else to live at the same time and just good luck to you. <laughs> sort of what I've been saying when I, I told this to uh, um, my MP, he said, uh, or MPP, he, he just looked like, I don't have 30,000 either, so don't feel so bad, but, you know, just lying around. So it's, people live in that kind of a scenario. So I guess if you do want to invest in something like this, like I, I look at it as it's interesting. It has two units. You feel like you're in a house, which is what makes it unique. You know, it's a longer term thing because, you know, with all the repairs, it's like a brand new building. So it's good in that sense if you're interested in, you know, having something like that and, you know, you have guaranteed you know, income with your tenant, but mm -hmm. that's the only way I could see it as a good investment. Right. That's a, there are good prices even at two hundred thousand mm -hmm. for what they actually are. You know, fifteen. Well, I think mine is almost thirteen hundred square feet. So that's a lot of room for for that. You know, I think um, there was a rental property um, just to rent. Uh, downtown and they were charging 1700 and they had less space and it was also a two-story unit just as a comparison so I have a question for you Victor yeah go ahead we talked about this earlier today is there a solution for this condo board because a lot of them are homeowners or they they own condos with within the building outside of this special assessment what do you see as a possible alternative this is something to check out with, potentially get some legal advice. I know that there have been situations in, of, of a similar nature in different jurisdictions, and one of the ways that they've solved that is when the condo corporation goes and actually gets a loan from a bank and makes that payment amortized over a 10-year period. So now you're basically taking that one-time capital expense and spreading it out over a longer time period as opposed to hitting the owners directly for it right right all up front. So that could be a solution. I, I'm not a lawyer and I, you know, not fully versed on the Condo Act here in Ontario, but I know, for example, in British Columbia and various other jurisdictions, they've, they've solved it that way. So that might be a solution. I don't know, but might be worth looking into. Okay, well, de definitely a, a very difficult situation. We wanted to share this with you because, well, put up your hand if you own a condo unit anywhere yeah, quite a few. As a condo owner, you own from the paint inwards. You own all the fittings and the finishes, but you don't own the common elements. And in most condominiums, the common elements is the structure, the plumbing, the roof, the windows, everything that is physically attached to the building. And then everything inside your unit, you own. So 
the health of the condo corporation is vitally important to you. Uh, and even when a lender goes to qualify you as a as a buyer, if you're uh, taking out a loan, they qualify you as the borrower, they qualify your unit, and then they qualify the condo corporation. They want to make sure that the condo corp is properly capitalized, the reserve fund is in place, and it's properly properly funded and all of that. But sometimes, as in this case, even that wasn't enough to necessarily protect you against every eventuality. So obviously you want to do your due diligence, go into any particular condo uh, very, very carefully. One of the things we did is we contacted our MPP and um, we spoke to the Ontario Condo uh, Board and then there was the Ontario Ministry, all these people who make the rules. And lovely people, but nobody thought of putting this type of contingency plan in place. This type of thing, if I was just owning a house and assuming I was, say, 65, I could apply for a grant from the city and have $15,000 towards this type of exact scenario. But because it's common elements, because it's a condo, nobody thought about it. You know, you just don't qualify if you're in this sort of thing. So it's a kind of a unique thing. I think people think maybe 15, 20 years ago, they thought, hey, this is cheaper than housing, it's better than an apartment, let's build condos, you know? Everybody wants a condo, you know? It was this sort of luxury apartment kind of thing. And so they just start building this stuff, like all around the city, and they're not, from last I've seen, they haven't filled it to their capacity to the way they want to. So my, my challenge to you is if you, if you do have a condo and you are renting it or whatever, is to think about creative solutions so that the person renting or you do not, you know, sort of get in this kind of a mess. And, you know, don't don't be afraid to think of some creative solution. I think that's the best thing I could sort of suggest. Well, th- thank you for sharing your story with us. And uh, I wish you the best of luck. Like, ser- seriously, um, thank you for sharing with us. And uh, how about a hand? On the Real Estate Espresso podcast, we want to bring you real-world situations, real-life situations, and certainly this was one. In the meantime, as you're thinking about your reinvestment strategy, whether you want to buy a condo or not, have an awesome day, make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.